What evil lurks in the hearts of men? Not the duck. Totally different guy. This is Tad Stones, creator of the terror that flaps in the night, and you're listening to The St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. Welcome, everybody. Today we got the Avengers or Justice League. Well, something similar to it. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and I'm Mike Russo, and this is the second most painful moment of my life. Or third, or fourth. But not, but not really, <laughs> because I love this episode. Oh, yeah, man. I love this episode. Uh, Mike, we have a lot going on this episode. Um, this we is probably. Sure do. Yeah, this is probably the most popular episode that I I can think of. It's not my favorite episode, but we can't deny what it is, though. Yeah, well, you know, spoiler alert, it's in my top five. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Yes. Okay, all right. So, um, guys, we, we're not going to get into a whole conversation before we start this episode today. Me and Mike said we're going to just talk about one thing real quick, an announcement. We're going to give our shout-outs, and then we're going to just jump into it. You, I, we know you guys are anticipating this one. You're excited. So, Mike, let's uh, go ahead and do the announcement real quick. All yep, right. Let's uh, go for that. Yeah, let's go for that. The announcement is basically we are now officially on Amazon Alexa. Uh, we're on those Echo devices. All you got to do is say, I can't say her name because mine's right behind me. It'll start playing. Tell the Echo her name <laughs> and say, play the St. Canard Files, the Darkwing Duck podcast on Apple Podcasts. You have to say on Apple Podcasts and it will start playing and it immediately will take you to the very last episode that we have uploaded. Uh, if that's not the episode you want, you will tell, say her name and then play whatever episode number it is and it'll go right to it. I tested it. It works. I love it. We're now on Amazon. Oh, that sounds so easy. It makes me actually want to get an Echo. Which I do not have. I want to get one now. That you, now that we can be on it, well, all of a sudden, you know all of a sudden, I want one. <laughs> well, you know what? Let me let me give it a see if it'll work. Let me give it a quick test here, so you, maybe they can hear it. All right, Amazon. Oh, not Amazon. <clears throat> Alexa, play the Saint Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast on Apple Podcast. Here's the Saint Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast from Apple Podcasts. Resuming the latest episode, episode 18, Trading Faces. Alexa, turn off. There you go. You see, it works. <laughs> that was so cool. <laughs> yeah. 
So there you and go. It, <laughs> and, and like we do every episode, we're dating ourselves. Because mm-hmm. Trading Faces was the most recent one that came out. <laughs> <when we recorded laughs> this. You see how far ahead we are. Yeah, so there you go. You see it work. Um, Mike, you have an announcement to make for us also and kind of a shout out with it. Yeah, it's a shout out. Um, somebody from the Darkwing Duck writing team has been following our podcast. Um, that would be Jim Peterson. He is one third of the Jim Peterson, John Banke, and Rob Humphrey writing team. Uh, they wrote um, Beauty and the Beat. We've talked about them a few times. But Jim Peterson has been following the podcast off and on. And he's been giving us some feedback. I've been in communication with him. He's a really nice guy. And it's a little ways away, a couple of months from now. But he's agreed to be on our show. Um, Among the future episodes he's written are Ghoul of My Dreams, um, It's a Wonderful Leaf, Twitching Channels, and Hot Spells. Hey, Hot Spells. Actually, you made like three of them I like. (laughs) Yeah, I know. They're all good episodes. And if our luck holds out, he will be doing Ghoul of My Dream for us. Woohoo! Hey, we might so, need to see if we can get him on hot spells too. That yeah, I think he, I think he'd be interested in that one. He mentioned that he said he would definitely do it. It's just a ways away. Yeah, it's a long so, way. <laughs> so yeah, thank you, Jim, for um, listening to the podcast, agreeing to be on with us, and we look forward to um, our time with you. All right, and since we got a fearsome five episode, I'm gonna go ahead and that was one shout out. I'm gonna give four more real quick. So this is a good one. Oh, to get wow. a name drop. All right, we got Michelle Faff. Uh, I think the P is silent, so I apologize if I screw that up. Uh, Greasy Carrillo, uh, Jacob Toon, and I want to give a shout out also to Katie Lee's husband, Vinny. I believe his last name is pronounced J. Uh, Vinny has been in communication with me, and he's been keeping me posted. We've had some things we've been plotting together. I can't really spill the beans, but Vinny, I love you to death, man. I appreciate all the love you've been giving us, man, and all the love you've been giving toward me. Uh, I really appreciate it. You know, uh, I need you with this hookup with Katie you've been doing so far. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so those are our shout-outs. Uh, and Mike, um, what episode are we doing today, obviously? Just Us, Justice Ducks, Part 1. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it, Mike. Um, who's our um, – or what's our production and air date order? Okay, so this one aired Wednesday, October 2nd, 1991. And – here we go. This is an episode that I think, out of all of them, suffered most from Darkwing Duck's absolutely insane scheduling. This one was 44th in production order. Really, really, really deep in production. We've only done one that's been later than this one. And it was show. <laughs> huh? And it shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, between, you know, there's been, if we take the production numbers at face value, there are 23 episodes before this one that haven't even aired yet. 23. Mm. Including Tiff of the Titans, Whiffle While You Work, Toys R Us, Ghoul of My Dreams, Something Fishy, Jurassic Jumble, and Dry Hard. And there's a reason I mention all those episodes. That's going to become very apparent as we talk about this one. Mm-hmm. Because we have a ton of of characters making their first appearance in this episode that we have not talked about yet at all. Mm-hmm. None of these characters should be appearing this early in the show because we haven't gotten any of their origin episodes yet. <laughs> I want you, just for a second, to picture how it must have been to a 12-year-old watching this series in real time on television as it aired. To not know half the characters that appear on this show 
And this one airs as this big, big, gigantic, endgame-like character team-up. It's, yeah. It was baffling to me, and I've never quite shaken that feeling of watching this one and not knowing who half the characters are. But you know what? It is what it is. They wanted to get this one aired as soon as they could, and, you know, it doesn't suffer for it. It's a fantastic episode. Like I said, this one and part one, part two together as one story is in my top five. Okay, okay. So now, I'm going to say this real quick, Mike, and then let you keep going. Uh, for me, I did catch this episode. I didn't catch it on the original air date. This is one of the episodes that I caught on my cousin, the Ivan tapes, what I call the Ivan tapes. Right. <laughs> so, so you were probably a little bit more lucky than I was. <laughs> a little bit. I think... No, you know what? Let's just keep going. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit some other oh, episode. Then, then again, you didn't see the Saturday morning ones until much later, and a bunch of characters who show up in this got mm -hmm. their start in Saturday morning episodes. So if mm -hmm. you didn't see those at all, you would have missed those characters' origins, such as Morgana. Yep. Anyway, our story editor was Dwayne Capizzi, and we've talked about him. We have some new writers in this episode. Yeah. Um, some of my all-time favorite Darkwing Duck writers, next to Dev Ross and Doug Langdale. We have Kevin Campbell and Brian Swinlin. Wow. They wrote some of the all-time best episodes, like mm -hmm. straight out. Um, they wrote some earlier ones that we haven't gotten to because of the scheduling issues with this show, including In Like Blunt and Battle of the Brain Teasers. They also <laughs> wrote Heavy Mental, but... They also wrote both of the Justice Ducks episodes. They wrote Dry Hard, which is a great liquidated origin episode. And they wrote Life, the Negaverse, and everything. Hey, that's, so, I know, that's your baby. Yeah, so <laughs> two of the stories they wrote are in my top five. So Kevin Campbell and Brian Swinlin. Darkwing Duck was actually the very first show they wrote on. Ooh. So talk about batting a thousand right out of the gate. I know, right? <laughs> and um, they were very involved with Disney. They wrote together on most Disney shows. I'm not even gonna gonna bother naming it. They just they they both had really good careers. Um, and wrote like I said, some of the very best Darkwing Duck episodes. Um, funny enough, they wrote the vast majority of Liquidator episodes. Mm. I mean, they wrote. He was in six. They wrote four. Oh wow. Yeah, so they knew Liquidator better than any other uh, writers. They actually also wrote a Liquidator comic story that that um that was published in Disney Adventures. Mm. It was called Liquid Diet. Now, many people have complained that Liquidator only got to solo in one episode. But these guys wrote a Liquidator story that was good enough in comic form to have been another episode. Um, if you guys want to read it, it was republished by Boom in the Darkwing Duck Classics um, trade paperback. If you can still find that, it's in there. Um, so, yeah, great writers. And honestly, this is one of the best written episodes of the entire series. Like, really? This this thing has got great dialogue, fantastic running gags that mm -hmm. just come back. And they're juggling all these characters. Everybody is perfectly in character. No one's written badly. It's it's funny as all get out, this one. One of the best episodes of the entire series. The one thing I wish it had was better animation. But even Sun Woo does a good job with this one. Like, we said that Days of Blunder was really good. This one's just as good. Because mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a lot to do in this episode. And Sun Woo does it pretty good. 
do I wish it went to Disney Japan? Yeah, a little bit, but they're good. I really can't complain. All around, it's a great episode. Yeah. So, so unless you have something you want to add, well, no, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Let's, let's get, get into right the ahead. plot. Justice, right. Justice Ducks Part One. Let's begin. Let's go. It starts off with DW fixing his hair and he's jamming some Elvis music. <laughs> yep, he is getting ready for a hot date. Yeah, with my favorite. Well, not my favorite, but she's definitely top three. Morgana. He's getting ready for a date with. Wait, 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 wait a second. Well, mm-hmm. he's dating Morgana now. Yep. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's back out. What happened? He's dating Morgana. He's dating Morgana. Wait, the last time we saw Morgana, she was a bad guy, and he was ready to take her off to jail. Do we miss something here? Yes, uh, we did miss something here. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we should have gotten another Morgana episode by now. Ghoul of My Dreams is the bridging episode between Fungus Among Us and this one, and it hasn't aired yet because they wanted to save it for Halloween. Yeah, I guess, but yeah, now he's dating Morgana. Yeah. And we don't just see Morgana here, we see Goslin. And we, and we see a few. We see a few other characters we're meeting for the first time. Voiced by Frank Welker. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of Frank Welker characters. Um, <laughs> we meet Archie the spider, and he can squeak her bats. Yep. Who also make their first appearance in Ghoul of My Dreams, and you don't really get much of them in this episode. But Archie kind of hangs out on Morgana's shoulder the entire the entire episode, pretty much, mm-hmm. without even naming who he is. He gets named in the next episode, yeah. and so do we can squeak. You just kind of see these guys with no explanation about who they are, but they both were voiced by Frank Welker. Um, I won't talk too much about them because we haven't gotten a proper introduction. Yeah. The one thing you notice right off the bat that Eakin Squeaks have. Different personalities. One has angry eyes. The other one's got tired eyes, and his tongue's always hanging out. <laughs> and yeah. um, they don't Archie, do much in this episode. They're they're kind no. of just they're just there for show more. Archie has a definitive personality. We don't we just don't get any of it in this episode. Like mm-hmm. I said, he just sits on her shoulder the entire time. Yeah. So so Morgana says she's gonna fix Darkwing's part, and this is the first really instance we get of Morgana of the new Morgana. Who's not as good with magic as she was in Fungus Among Us, because when she tries to straighten Darkwing's part, what does she turn him into? <laughs> was it a moose or a bull? A yak. Oh, it was a yak. Okay. And this is the first of the stories that I have to say stories because it's two episodes mm-hmm. of the running gags. There's a bunch of running gags that are introduced really early that pay off throughout the story. The first is this yak. She turns Darkwing Duck into a yak. Mm-hmm. Goslin's impressed. She wonders if Morgana can turn Darkwing into... Pudding. <laughs> That's our next running gag that pays off as the story goes along. So yeah. she changes him back, and suddenly the lights go out. Yeah, it's a blackout across the yeah. city. You know what it means in St. Canard when the lights go out. Oh, yeah. There's only one person in that. But DW insists he's got to pull out his infra pink ultra specs. Good. You got that. Yeah. If only his, uh, his, only, if only his magnifying glass had a name. Yeah. So uh, he doesn't know where to begin. And Goslin says, how about the power company, Cosmo? But you know he's not going to give her credit. He's like, why don't I check the power company? <laughs> I, I love the animation here. It zooms into the window of the building. 
and mm-hmm. they animate the buildings getting closer to the camera. I think that's actually really cool. It's it's a bit of daring animation on Sun Wu's part. So yeah, who's inside the building? Megavolt. It's Megavolt. And like always, he shows up really early. Yep. <laughs> that's Megavolt for you. He's the first villain we meet. Yeah. And uh, so Darkwing wants to go after him, and he agrees to let Morgana come with him. But she's disappointed about their date, though. Yeah, she is. But, yeah. you know, she's happy she gets to go along. Mm-hmm. And um, so Darkwing shows up. He's got Morgana behind him. And we get the one and only entrance we get in these two-part episode. It is, I am the single career man all women want to date. <laughs> he's, he's so full of himself. It- and, and then we then, get toy teeth uh, pop open up on his feet. Finally, man. the toy teeth. We didn't get those in Days of Blunder, but we yep. get them now, the toy teeth. Yep. And, and uh, there's, there's Quacker Jack. It's playtime. He doesn't say which, it, though. Which he doesn't <laughs> say in this episode. Yeah. I'm, it's funny how it takes that long to get to it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we get another running gag here that starts. Darkwing Duck calling um, each villain the most dangerous criminal ever. He says it so many so many times it loses meaning. Yep. Um, so this is obviously the first time we see Quackerjack and Megavolt together, and I feel like these two were created to be teamed up. Yeah, like, I mean, they, 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 the chemistry's there, man. I mean, the- they, these these two have the best chemistry. Like Megavolt just puts his arm around Quackerjack, like they're <laughs> so buddy buddy. Um, so Darkwing gets his butt kicked. Yeah, he he wanted to fight them by himself. He didn't want Morgana to interfere. Now, when she does interfere, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, before she interferes, he's up in an electric chair, doesn't he? Yeah, they have <laughs> an electric chair. That's that's uh, that's dark. And Me- Morgana tries to interfere, and she turns him into pudding. Yeah. So yeah, she's he's work on <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Morgana's magic isn't what it's cracked up to be in this one, mm-hmm. and um. So Megavolt attaches something called the Electro-Slave device to the power coupling in the building. And um, they talk about the boss. You don't know who the boss is. They mention it. And then they kind of both pull pranks on each other. Yeah, I love it. Quackerjack shocks Megavolt with uh, Joy Buzzer and Megavolt electrocutes Quackerjack. (laughs) He gets broken to a Chris. (laughs) But they love it. They leave laughing together. Yeah, arms around each other. You could tell they're having a blast. I love whenever Quackerjack and Megavolt laugh together. Mm-hmm. They got such distinctive laughs that together it's just brilliant. Um, so Darkwing goes back. <laughs> Morgana takes him back to the tower as Pudding. Yeah, and then she's uh, she's tries to turn him back into Darkwing. Doesn't happen. Right. Doesn't happen. What does he turn into again? Back to that yak. <laughs> yeah, I love how he goes. Darkwing yak. okay okay now it's the next day because it's daylight and we get two more villains one of them we have met from the very beginning it's mr bushroot and liquidator and we get the first appearance of the liquidator and liquidator we should have met him by now but we haven't um but he is a great villain i'll give him that yeah he was voiced by jack angel this guy was born in 1930. He is 89 this year, and I believe he is still active. Oh, wow. Yeah, we thought Michael Bell was at it for a long time. Wow, yeah, Jack Angel, 89. Earliest voiceover work, 1973. You want to guess what company he worked for the earliest? 
Uh, Hanna-Barbera. <laughs> and oh Barbera. my god. Like every single person we've talked about, he worked on the Smurfs. Man. And Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and like Bell, he did Voltron, Transformers, G.I. Joe. So he was very busy in the 80s. Um, worked on Tailspin, Bonkers, Quack Pack, a little bit of everything the last 20 years. And what's going to be a theme with the new voice actors we're going to be talking about, for the most part, last 20 years, really, lots of video game work. Mm-hmm. Like, at a certain point, a lot of these guys, they jumped to video games in, like, the early 2000s, and they're still doing it. Why not, it's, man? It's a market he, for it, man. That's what Jack Angel's still doing. He's still doing video game work. He is still active. And he is great as this character. I know we'll talk more about Liquidator when we get to Dry Hard. Yeah. But he's he's he was hard to write for. That's why he didn't appear very often. Because Liquidator has a very specific way of talking. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, all like... TV talk. Yeah. yeah, TV talk, which makes him hard to write for. Also, you know what? I'll save more discussion on Liquidator as we get further into this. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, cool villain. So him and Quacker Jack, not Quacker Jack, I'm sorry. Bushroot. So Liquidator and Bushroot are at the police station. Yeah, and uh, Liquidator, he flushes them out really quick. Yeah, Bushroot's planting seeds on the foundation, and when the police show up, yeah, Liquidator gets rid of them super quick. You know, it's funny in this entire sequence coming up, even though we're more familiar with Bushroot, Liquidator just owns everything. Yeah. He is our main focus here. Bushroot's a wimp. He's afraid of one policeman. Yeah, he's hiding behind Liquidator. (laughs) And Liquidator is strong enough to get rid of the entire police force on his own. Yeah. He's a formidable villain. So the police call for help. Darkwing Duck hears the call. Morgana turns him back to himself. He wants to go alone, though. Yeah, he wants to go alone. alone. Morgana can't come. Nope. No, 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 no. And it's a new character time. Yeah, we get Stegmut. Yeah. (laughs) Not one of my favorites, but here comes Stegmut. He is a duck-turned-dinosaur, basically, as Darkwing says. He is a big Stegosaurus. Yeah, he's selling hot dogs. He is selling hot dogs. Stegmut was voiced by Joey Kamen, born in 57. He's 62 now. Um, on camera, starting 77. Voiceover, starting 83. I won't even make you guess. You know it's Hanna-Barbera. <laughs> is that our, that's, that's our podcast running joke now, our own running gag, huh? Yeah, I wish I, I wish I liked the company more. Um, Smurfs, Shirt Tales. Darkwing was his only Disney work. This was the only character he did for Disney. And he's been exclusively video games since 2004. So I don't have much to say about him. But, you know, it's, he's Stigma. He's not one of my favorite characters. And he's selling hot dogs. Yeah, the DW comes along. He's in the rat, uh, rat catcher, and he crashes into him. Yeah, just totals a rat catcher. Um, and we, we need a motivation for Stegma to get involved in this one because he isn't really a hero. Darkwing buys a hot dog for 75 cents, does not take his change. And the only reason now Stegma is involved in this entire story is he wants to give him his quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what Stegma does in this episode. So Darkwing heads off. Stegma follows him, trying to give him his quarter. So what do Liquidator and Meg- and uh, Bushroot do? Uh, Bushroot is planting a huge – he's planting seeds to make a huge beanstalk to get rid of the police station. And then, uh, of course, Liquidator, he waters those seeds. Right. Mm-hmm. So the police station is like uh, several hundred feet in the air. 
Yeah, it goes and, way up there. <laughs> you know, Bushrill and Liquidator are a pretty good team. I'm surprised they didn't go back to. It just makes total sense, plants and water. Yeah. But this is the only time they ever got teamed up. I, I urge you not to search Bushroot and Liquidator on Google Images. I just urge you to stay away from that, listeners. I've heard terrible things. Anyway, um, we uh, Darkwing shows up. He starts to do an I Am the Terror. He but starts Steg- it, but yeah, it doesn't get finished. Yeah, Stegman arrives and knocks a streetlight on him. And, you know, so far, Darkwing could have taken care of all of this. I don't blame him for getting upset because so far the characters who are trying to help him are not doing a very good job of it. Yeah. But anyway, we get a great running gag here where Liquidator says they want to play Let's Pretend. They want to pretend that Darkwing's on fire. Yeah. (laughs) So they play a um, game of... Put out the Darkwing. Oh, it's great. You got Stegma with Darkwing by the feet, like slamming against the ground, singing, put out the Darkwing, put out the Darkwing. Yeah, he's and, tossing uh, around like a rag dog, just like um, in the last episode, Days of Blunder, the, mm-hmm. the Mallard guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And can I say, I'm going to mention it a few times. The Foley work, the sound effects work in this episode is terrific. Like whenever Liquidator is on screen, you hear the water moving in his body. Mm-hmm. Like they pay careful attention to add that sound effect. It's like great. And it's also like his voice like has this watery sound effect to it, too. They pay a lot of attention to. Um, but they escape. And Darkwing tells off Stegmut and leaves. Yep. And Stegmut, um, he, knocks, <laughs> he throws, he, yeah, he throws a hissy fit. And he, what does he do? He knocks down the beanstalk, but it's a little bit of foreshadowing. You don't get to see it get knocked down yet, but you no, know it's, it happens. Yeah, but you see the shadow going mm-hmm. over Darkwing, and you see a couple of guys out in a boat, middle of the ocean. What are they throwing out? Did you catch that? Yeah, they were throwing out uh, VHS tapes, right? It was the third season of Pelicans Island. Yep. <laughs> and we get yet another new character. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Uh, Netunia and Net- and a little bit of how. Yeah, her pet um was an octopus, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's Neptunia, another character we should have met by now. Um, she appeared in an episode called Something Fishy, which is part of the ABC run. Mike, so, that's uh, her only episode, right? Yes. I have a theory about Neptunia and Stegma. My theory is they wanted to do Justice Ducks, but they needed characters, to, mm-hmm. hero characters. So my theory is they came up with Neptunia and Stegma just for this okay. and had to make origin episodes for them. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, to me, it makes sense. I could be wrong. Whatever. So Neptunia, voiced by Susan Silo, uh, born, born 1942. She's 77 now. Um, her on-camera work began 1960. Um, most of her career is primarily live action. Lots and lots and lots of stuff. Um, voiceovers, 1974. Hanna-Barbera. Oh, because, Lord. <laughs> uh, of course it's Hanna-Barbera. Pac-Man, Glow Friends, Smurfs, the Jetsons movie. It's always Smurfs. You notice mm-hmm. that? It always comes back to Smurfs. Because um, <laughs> there, there, there are so many Smurfs characters. They had to... And Smurf was on the air for a very long time. Yeah. It does make sense. Um, her first Disney work was on Tailspin. And much like Joey came in, mostly video game work since 1999. I feel like, you know you know what I think must have happened? By the, by the turn of the millennium, a lot of newer voice actors were coming onto the scene, you know? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of the veterans just must have found it easier just moving on to video games. 
because I notice it happens with a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. Like less television work and more video games. There must be there must have been a reason for that. Um, so yeah, Susan Silo, Neptunia. Um, I don't know. I don't. I really have not much to say about her. Um, but anyway, the police station falls down, falls into the water, makes a big mess, crushes Darkwing, and he gets the line now. This is the second most painful moment of my life. Yeah. <laughs> what was the first most painful, Will? Put out the Darkwing. <laughs> yeah. So Neptunia shows up. Her catchphrase in this one seems to be, are these yours? Because yeah. her whole thing is she isn't a superhero. She's just a really angry mutant fish who hates pollution. Yeah, she's that's always trying much, to clean it up. Yeah, if you if yeah, you polluting the ocean, she gets upset. Yeah, it's her whole thing. Her 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 intro episode goes into all of that. She has a couple of police officers hooked to her pitchfork. Um, before she gets a word, and Darkwing Duck just goes off on a rant. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even think she wants to help, but he he thinks that's what she wants. He goes off on her. Yeah, she so, tosses him across the city. <laughs> yeah, she just bodily tosses him clear across town, right into the cement. And that would be his third most painful moment of his life. So, yeah, we've met a lot of villains so far, a lot of heroes. heroes. And we are about to meet probably the most (laughs) popular Darkwing Duck villain of all time. So, Megavolt, Liquidator, Quackerjack, and Bushroot are answering to the boss. Before I talk about the boss, we get the first appearance of a little guy named... Mr. Banana Brain! Yes! This is the the first time we see Mr. Banana Brain. He wasn't wasn't Toys R Us, and a weird prototype version of him was also in Whiffle While You Work. But here's the first time we see him by air date. I love Mr. Banana Brain. It's such a great design, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, I want a doll of Banana Brain. Okay. You know I'm excited about Mr. Banana Brain, but, you know, I got to save my Banana Brain and... Cracker Jack talk. I gotta save it for another episode. Yeah, we'll. Yeah, this is. Yeah. Cracker Jack is just a minor player in this one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the big, the the big reveal, the big, big, big reveal is who their boss is. The chair turns around and it. I gotta give it to you, Mike. It's yours. Negatuck. <laughs> oh, I love Negatuck so much. I love this character, and it's Negatuck. It's the Negatuck we know and love. Yellow jacket. It's red and black, black mask, Negaduck, and it's it's him. And I'm going to say there was not a previous Negaduck episode. We missed nothing. <laughs> this, this is the episode where Negaduck comes back. Mm-hmm. This is the first Negaduck episode written after Negaduck. That's amazing. So, no more Negatron. Because like I explained way back when we recorded Negaduck, Tadstones loved the character. He wanted to bring him back. And it was like, let's just do it. Well, how can we do it? I don't care. Let's he, just bring him back. And here he, he is. But he does bring him back with a little bit of elements from the previous one. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get into that as this episode goes on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We do <laughs> see something very familiar from that first episode. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, Negaduck. And it's just so funny how this is the first one they wrote with him. And he's just out of the box. He's Negaduck. And Bush and his target now is Shush. Yeah, and he wants Shush out. And when Bushroot asks what happens if Darkwing Duck shows up, what does Negaduck do? That shotgun, baby. <laughs> he, is, he blows away the entire back wall of the room and says something like that. <laughs> worse. 
and we end with just his eyes glowing as we fade out. And can you believe this is only the end of the first act? I know, right? So much is happening, man. In 11 and a half minutes. I will point out these Disney shows had first acts that were half the length of the episodes. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, we're halfway through the episode and it's only the end of the first act. Um, but yeah, this is, yeah, this is, it was, that was, I love Negaduck. I love this guy so much. And there's so much to talk about with Negaduck coming up. Oh, but yeah. Um, yeah, so our next, second act starts, we're in Shush. Yeah, DW's so, there with LP. We get an LP appearance. As if this episode didn't have enough characters, they make sure to give us Launchpad. And here's Jay Gander Hooter, yeah, yeah. who is fretting that four of Darkwing Duck's arch enemies have joined forces. And Darkwing doesn't care. He doesn't care if it's four, eight, 326. He doesn't care. He wants the challenge. Uh, he wants the glory, pretty much. But this is where you see where Darkwing's kind of getting in you know, a little bit too much of an ego where he conveniently forgets that, that the, the villains got away with destroying the uh, the police station and whatever they did with the power company. Launchpad points it out, but Darkwing just blows him off. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, the three of them leave, and then we get Sarabellum again. Yeah. She's uh, showing Negaduck her newest weapon. Are you sure it's Negaduck? I don't know. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's a Negaduck ne- like imposing Darkwing. as Darkwing. Yeah, <laughs> but... When, I love when she says, but since you are Darkwing Duck, <laughs> he looks up at the camera and he has this demented grin. Yeah. And the way you know it's negative is his mask is black. Even yeah. though he's in Darkwing, Darkwing's outfit, his mask is black. Um, so, yeah, Darkwing, Launchpad, and Hooter show up again because Launchpad forgot his keys. Yeah, this part's <laughs> hilarious, too, when Darkwing and Naked Duck see each other. It's hilarious <laughs> for several reasons. First of all, what it does is it shows how similar Darkwing and Negaduck are because the two of them get in each other's faces and say the exact same thing. Yeah, they're mocking each other. It's hilarious, man. It's basically <laughs> a mirror image of the two of them saying the same thing in each other's face. Like the, it, I feel like they animated the two one Darkwing and then flipped it because it's it, like the same. And it's it's so good. Like Jim is doing the same lines, but like obviously one's Darkwing, one's Negaduck. And... I will post screenshots. I actually have screenshots of this sequence from an old blog I was working on years ago. But the Sun Wu animation here goes off the rails. Whoever was animating this drew the characters totally off model, but it's so funny and it works for this scene. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I'll I'll post screenshots to our Facebook group. But it's such a funny sequence. Yeah, it's completely in sync, man. It's completely in sync. And the capper is when... Bellum goes, well, I guess I'm just going to have to kill them both. <laughs> it's a, Hooter's like, Dr. Bellum! And how do we find out which one's Negaduck? Oh, this is where we go back to the old episode. Darkwing yep. brings up the fuzzy bunny. <laughs> yep, and Negaduck whips out a shotgun and just opens fire in the room. And we have to take cover. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so we know which one's Negaduck. Yeah. So... Negaduck grabs what Bellum calls a Spafo 650 pie gun. Mm-hmm. Grabs it, shoots Darkwing right in the face with it. And takes his eyeballs out. <laughs> yeah, great visual gag. Be careful with that. You'll put someone's eye out. And when he pulls the python off his face, his eyes are in the pie. <laughs> it's such a great visual gag. But is this ordinary pie filling? Oh, no. Spando whammo pies. Yep. 
It fills up the entire Shush building. I think this is the most we might see of Shush. Yeah, this is the headquarters, man. It's like completely filled up with pie. Because you even see the other soldiers or whatever agents running out of the building. Yeah, it's coming through the like the, the television monitors, coming out of the loudspeakers, coming out of the elevator. It's pie everywhere. Yeah, and, and Mike, um, we get a opposite gag of what Darkwing's been saying. Yes, all through the episode, we've mentioned it already. He keeps saying this is the most painful moment of my life, but Negaduck says this is the happiest moment of my life. And he's and stomping he's, Darkwing out. <laughs> he's stomping the hell out of Darkwing. This is for Megavolt, Bushrew, Liquidator, Quackerjack, and Negaduck makes five. And he says... They are announced the Fearsome Five. The Fearsome Five. There we go. We got the Fearsome Five. They have a and name. And Negaduck escapes. <laughs> so, and we got we got another character coming up soon. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be excited. Well, yeah, you're going to be super excited about this one. But you, yep. before we get to your character, we can right. have a quick cameo of somebody that I know you enjoy so far. Could we keep right. bringing them up? Yeah, because <laughs> so Darkwing and Launchpad are on the Rat Catcher heading back to the bridge. And Darkwing's all full of himself. He's so oh, happy. Man. He has he's all so these cocky. villains. And he's like, it took out the police station. Then it took out Shush. This is great. It's like, okay, if you say so. Uh-huh. And um, they also pass Stegma, who still wants to give him that quarter. And yeah, we see a character I've, I've grown to love after the past few months. Um, it's uh, Tom Lockjaw. Yeah, he's with the Army National Guard. <laughs> yeah, he's on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as Darkwing Duck says, what could be worse? Your boy pops up. My boy pops up. Uh, Lockjaw says, here comes Duckburg's hometown hero. Gizmo Duck. Oh, here we go. Gizmo Duck. Gizmo Duck shows up. And okay, so Gizmo Duck should have been introduced already. Tiff of the Titans, another Saturday morning episode, which didn't air yet. Of course, we know who Gizmo Duck is. Of course. We, we know who he is. If we watched DuckTales over the past two years before this aired, we know who Gizmo Duck is. Uh, what we don't know is how much Darkwing hates him. Like, he <laughs> hates Gizmo Duck. Yeah, he throws and, a um, huge tantrum about him. Yeah, we don't even need to see the previous episode. I think it's pretty much implied. Someone <laughs> like Darkwing would hate someone like Gizmo Duck. I mean, it's obvious. Um, so, yeah, Gizmo Duck. Um, what can be said about Gizmo Duck? I love Gizmo Duck. Yeah, you're, like, you're a huge I, Gizmo Duck fan. I know I've, that. I've always been a huge Gizmo Duck fan. Um, just something about him. I love the design. I think it's great. Just the fact that he balances on a unicycle. Just Hamilton Camp's performance. Just the design. I love just how he's drawn. He's such a great character. And he brings – he brought so much to those later DuckTales episodes mm-hmm. that are so great. And he's he's great on Darkwing. And I just love, I love Gizmo Duck. And did you, did you know? Here's a fun tidbit. Do you know what his original name was supposed to be? Uh, it was supposed to be with that R that's on his chest. I can't remember what it was though. Robo Duck. Robo Duck. Okay. Yes, and that little insignia on his chest is supposed to be an R, mm-hmm. which they they flipped it for the new Ducktales, so it actually looks more like a G. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and there's one big difference visually between this Gizmo Duck and the one from DuckTales. Did you catch it? No, what is it? His upper arms are not painted black. Oh, okay. On In all five episodes of Darkwing Duck that he appears in, his arms are not painted black. Okay. I don't think that was a mistake. 
I've I've asked Tad Stones. The answer was pretty much, well, this isn't the same Gizmo Duck. Ah, okay. Because remember his th- remember what he said. Mm-hmm. Different universes. This isn't the same universe as Ducktales. Okay. Um. So that that's his explanation. Um. So yeah, and it's still Hamilton Camp. I feel like he's voicing him a little bit different in this episode. Not quite the same as in Ducktales, but it's fine. And um. So yeah. So Darkwing's on the bridge with Launchpad and Gizmo Duck. Um. Goslin's up in the tower with Morgana. Yeah. She's they trying see- to. Yeah. She's trying to convince Morgana to come down there. And then Stegmut shows up too. Yeah, he's still what, chasing Darkwing for that change. <laughs> but you, you notice um, Stegmut and Goslin are old friends. They recognize each other right away. Right away, yeah. But that's because an episode that hasn't hasn't aired yet. Hasn't aired yet. The two of them have a history together, for sure. And um, things are getting out of control for DW. Like, he's losing his patience. And Gizmo Duck keeps asking people if they're here to lend a hand. Mm-hmm. And you hear what he called Goslin? I forgot what he was, what, what he called her. His gizmo buddy. Mm-hmm. He called everyone on DuckTales that. Huey, Dewey, okay. and Louie were his gizmo buddies. Um, so, yeah, in the dial, yeah, it's cool. That they remember that. Yeah. And um, so Darkwing's having a rant. Yeah, he's still throwing that tantrum, but uh, Launchpad tells him, uh, go ahead. There's something you ought to see. <laughs> <laughs> and just as Darkwing says he's perfectly capable of defending his town by himself, we cut to the other end of the bridge and we see. The Fearsome Five. Yep. Megavolt hits a button. Uh, green green beam of light flies out of the power company, and we find out what the Electroslave device was. What is it? It's like a force field. Yep. It slices clean through the bridge, mm-hmm. knocking the entire um, National Guard into the bay. <laughs> and, yep. um, oh, go I ahead. Don't how, I don't know how people can't just fly over it because there's no top to it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so the whole city is cut off from the rest of the world. And, yeah, so Negaduck and the other guys, they jump into a Negacopter. I don't know if it's called that, but I call it that. Yeah. And off, off they go. Yeah, but Gizmo, uh, he, he goes after them while they're in the chopper. And um, what are those Negaduck. things called? Yeah, he go, what are those things called when it's like that weight thing? Anvil. And, okay, well. And Anvil. <laughs> yeah, Negaduck drops one. Uh, Gizmo catches it and he he lands on Darkwing. <laughs> Drops him right to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing about you know about ne- Gizmo Duck I'll mention. I mentioned the the sound effects work with Liquidator, but mm-hmm. every time you see Gizmo Duck in a shot, you hear his motor running. Mm-hmm. Like the attention to just the detail in this episode, and like whenever he moves, you hear the movement of the suit. They didn't have to do that. Like these are all the same sound effects from Ducktales. They borrowed them straight out. And, like, the attention to detail is just fantastic. And also, whenever you see the slave device in the background, the big force field, you also hear the sound effects that makes, too. And um, so the Fearsome Five are gone. Neptunia shows up. Neptunia, again, are these yours? And she's got the uh, National Guard stuck, stuck, yeah. To, yeah, stuck to her pitchfork. Yeah. And, and then um, Goslin comes along, and she, she gives named, them a name. She name drops the Justice Ducks for the very first time. And yeah. a, another running gag. We're not ducks, says Neptunia. I used mm-hmm. to be, says Stegmut. Um, so yeah, Goslin thinks it'd be great if they were super, a superhero team. She tells them all the things they could do. Yeah, she um, hypes them up, man. Like she really hypes them up. Every last one of them. <laughs> and we also get something, uh, another Jimism from Darkwing for the very first time. 
um, at least according to Airdate. Uh, Gizmoduck says, uh, Justice Ducks, I like it. A team of superheroes united in the common goal. And Darkwing goes, Justice Ducks united in the common goal. He does it a lot when he's really ticked off. Usually the Gizmoduck. Mm-hmm. It's a thing he, he he would end up doing a lot. He does it in Tiff of the Titans, but since that one hasn't aired yet, this is the first time he does it. Um, so Gizmo Duck goes through this whole plan. Yeah, he gives that, a full a full plan. <laughs> yeah, it involves singing monks, jumping out of a birthday cake, alerting the president, and having an interview with Tom Lockjaw. And... He turns on the TV and Lockjaw goes, "Hi." <laughs> <laughs> And it's just Gizmo Duck. He's like he's super positive, super altruistic. You totally see how it could tick off Darkwing. Oh, the DW is he's he he's oh, tapped he's, out, man. He, he he's, is seething. He's, he's boiling hot. <laughs> like he's done. His boiling point has been reached. He's fed up. He wants everybody gone. Get out of yeah, here. <laughs> yeah, he he loses it. He tells everyone to get lost, including Morgana. Mm-hmm. He goes, I don't need you or you or you. And then to Gizmo Duck, and especially, especially not you. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he hates him so much. They and all leave. Even Goslin and Launchpad, they're they're hurt. Yeah. And as, but, uh, Morgana, as Morgana leaves, he can squeak. They give him a little raspberry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah. he's Gizmo Duck doesn't leave though. Gizmo's the only one that doesn't leave, but DW knows how to get rid of him. Yeah, there's an overdue library book over there. So <laughs> off goes Gizmo Duck. He's gone. Okay, so all the heroes are gone. Darkwing's off on his own, wondering where to find the secret hideout. Now this and part if, is hilarious. <laughs> if only he looked behind him. There's a big the flag. <laughs> tallest building in the city, a flag just rises. And even with a goofy sound effect, like whoop, as he's talking. Like, how did he miss that? What he doesn't miss is... The breadcrumb. <laughs> a tiny breadcrumb on the bridge. He pulls out a full-size microscope. <laughs> it's like, it's a, again, like the giant hydraulic jack from Days of Blunder. He has this big microscope. He just pulls out from behind his back whenever he needs it. And yeah, there he is. He finds Negadux Hydra. Hydra. It, it's a big flag with Negadux's face on it. How do you miss that? Yeah. And um, Negadux, so Negadux reveals, though, how he tricked him. He put the crumb there. Yeah, from he, knew he hotel, would look at the flag. <laughs> from, he put it from the hotel's questionable room service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he opens the door just as Darkwing gets there and trips him. Yeah, and he then goes, they, go he goes, it. I see you found the crumb. I <laughs> knew you wouldn't notice the enormous flag. And you get this silent shot of Darkwing on the floor. The only sounds you hear are his eye, are his um, his eyes blinking. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, what do the Fearsome Five do? Oh, they all take a shot at him. Oof. <laughs> he, he is outmatched. He yeah. is outmatched. Each one of them gets to, it, gets to, yeah. Yeah, they all get it. And we get a, we get a scene from um, the, the okay. theme, right? This is our last theme song shot for a very, very long time. Um, yeah, it's Darkwing on the roller skate, mm-hmm. falling into the trap door. Which which means, honestly, from the very beginning, Negaduck was in the opening theme. Yeah. And I always, you know, it's... I So I knew of him. I just didn't know who he was. But I always knew he was showing up. Um, so, yeah, they drop him into a trap door out the side of the building and... Dun, dun, dun! 
To be continued. To be continued. Yep. And that's Just Us Justice Ducks Part 1. Part 1. We still got a whole nother part to go, Mike. <laughs> yeah, but I love this episode. I think oh, yeah. it's so well done. It's a good one, man. It's fun. You know, it's like the Avengers slash Justice League. But you also get, what, the Sinister Six? It's fun, man. It's it a, it's really a, is. It's mm-hmm. a it's a big episode. Like, and they all get the shine at one time, too. That's what I like, too. Yeah, I don't feel like any, but any one character in this episode is shortchanged. Mm-hmm. Like, like, even though you don't know Liquidator when he shows up, they give him just enough screen time, you get who he is. Mm-hmm. You know, same with Neptunia and Stegmut. And, of course, Neg- you don't see much of Negada right now. No, not but yet. He, but he is going to dominate in the next episode. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely dominate. Negaduck's going to go on. If you look at the production numbers, you see that all of a sudden, everybody fell in love with him. Like, the very next episode after these two, at least in production order, is the Negaverse. Mm-hmm. And then right after that is the secret origin of Darkwing Duck and Darkwing Doubloon. Like, someone, like they, they discovered Negaduck, they fell in love with him, and then bam, 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 bam. They started writing all these Negaduck episodes. Yeah. And, it, you know, he he ended up becoming – he's in rec- recently he's overshadowed Negaduck. He's the one most people love. Like, he definitely has the biggest fan base of all the villains. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it is no shock that Negaduck has, has a role in the new DuckTales. Like, we don't know what it's going to be, but it, I'm not shocked at all by what they did with him. Because yeah. he's, he's just that popular. He's totally iconic. What I like about this episode, Mike, um, it's like you get to see so many different things with Darkwing. You see the humor with him and Morgana where he keeps getting changed to the pudding, to the yak. Mm-hmm. You see the frustration in him because like people keep interfering and he wants the glory all to himself. So you see the selfishness of him, you know, you see but him get outmatched, you know, uh, it's so much going on, you know, with Darkwing. It's a- it's the funniest thing, though. They, they try hard enough to, no matter how hard he gets, mm-hmm. they have to keep him sympathetic because you do kind of agree with him at first because Morgana and Stegma do make things worse for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he would have beaten Quackerjack and Megavolt. Probably not. But they do make the situation worse. You do understand why he's mad. Yeah. But... It's the outburst that, you know, that's that's what that's what that that's where he's wrong, mm-hmm. getting that mad, you know. And it's funny, the epi- this episode, the next one walks a tightrope between making him sympathetic and totally unlikable, you know. Mm-hmm. And it it does a great job again. The running gags that pop up in the future, this this one, the next episode, it's just great. Again, one in my top five. Okay. I absolutely love it. Now, speaking from the villains' perspective, what I also like from the villains is like you know, in most Darkwing episodes we know Darkwing's gonna be the hero. He's gonna save the day. In this episode, you really see them as they're teaming up. That they are powerful. They are kicking his butt. You know, even though he's getting interference from other people, I, it still didn't seem like he was gonna win. You know, even though he kind of had Liquidator and Bushroot there, you didn't know if he was gonna win or not. Right, right. And you you get to see their power. Like, hey, 
you might have beat us one-on-one, but there's no way you're going to defeat two of us together. And then, boom, now there's four of us, and now we have a fifth, you know? Yeah. You need help. This episode really is the only one, if we're going to talk totally honest, that really treats the Fearsome Five as a competent, legitimate threat. Mm-hmm. Um, because the shtick after this tends to be the four of the Meridians, and Negaduck doesn't really need them. Yeah. Um, which is a bit of a shame because this episode does a great job with them as an actual functioning group. Because mm-hmm. you you said you did mention that Darkwing Duck can't beat them all together. Mm-hmm. But if we fast forward a long time from now to the episode Jailbird, he beats them single-handedly, all four of them, when they come at him. Mm-hmm. With no effort. So, I I kind of wish they, they did... Hmm. I don't know. Because I do, I do love these characters when they're together. It's so fun to watch them together, you know? Yeah, especially the Quacker Jack and Megavolt team. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. No wonder they came back together. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you got Negaduck, who's just, you know, again, he's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, any other thoughts on this one? Um, you know, the running gags makes it hilar- hilarious because also, you know, like, they even brought old gags back. You know, the Tom Lockjaw, uh, the Fuzzy Bunnies, the Shotgun. So, like, if you didn't, if you've been following it, you're getting a lot of these running gags, you know? Right. Like, uh, and of course, you're also lost on some stuff, you know, with Neptunia, uh, Stegmut. You're you're kind of confused and lost, Liquidator. But overall, man, I I, I, I really enjoyed this episode, man. You know, I, I kind of wish they had a full hour for just part one. Yeah, <laughs> you know? this could have been a movie. <laughs> yeah, it definitely could have been. been a movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like if if this series was happening now, this would have been a special like hour long episode. Mm-hmm. Like how they did with the DuckTales season finales. This would have been like a long episode. Just itself. Um, so yeah, this is in my top five. So I bet you can guess what my my gas canister rating is. I'm sure it's a five. It's a five. There's okay. no getting around it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's a five for me as well. Um, it's not my top five, but I, I think it's... Last time I... I think I did a countdown of it. It was like number six. Or That's seven. still really So high. it's right there. It's, it's right. I'm biased toward a few of them, so they kind of jump over it. But for the most part, I, I do love this episode. Um, I do like how we get a new vehicle, which we really didn't talk about. You know, we you kind of mentioned it. it was the, oh, the Nick, helicopter. Uh, helicopter. Yeah. It looks so awesome. And, like, I love how you see all four of the other Fearsome Five and one of the eye of the helicopters. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. And, and the mouth has sharp teeth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Are we rating a villain on this one? Um, you know what? Let's save rating. I want to rate Negaduck, but I don't want to rate him till the next episode. Yeah, this isn't really the Negaduck part, not part one. I don't really think we have anyone to rate mm-hmm. because any characters showing up for the first time are getting like origin episodes anyway. Okay, let, so let's we'll- do this for the next one. Let's on the next one. Let's uh, rate uh, the Fearsome Five. And As then Negaduck, yeah. yeah, and then Negaduck by himself. Let's do two ratings. We'll do give him a little treat for that. Okay, sure. That sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, that that's just us, Justice Ducks. Part one. <laughs> yeah, and if you can't get enough of this episode, they actually adapted it in comic book form. 
All right. If you're interested, way back in the day, you'd have to go searching for it. It was published um, as a paperback and also in the Disney Adventures magazine. Mm-hmm. No, the Disney Colossal Comics Adventures um, Digest, way back in the early 90s. So if you, if you guys have that comic, cool. If you want to go look for it. Um, so, yeah, Justice Ducks. And um, we'll have a lot more to say next time. That's for oh, sure. Yeah. All right, Mike, where can they check out our podcast at, man? Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, um, Apple Devices, YouTube, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. And now, and now on, yes, go ahead. Amazon Echoes. All I right. Can't say, I can't say her name. She's right behind me. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's where we are. Uh, make sure y'all check out our Facebook page, the St. Canard Files, the Dark Winged Up podcast. We're also on Instagram. Uh, we've been getting a few emails from people on our Gmail account, which is Files at gmail.com. Uh, any feedback? Uh, guys, you see I'm throwing out the shout-out. Uh, I... Also, I don't know. I can't speak for Mike, but I would also like if you guys participate more in the in the comments. We get a lot of likes, but not a much conversation going. You know, like sometimes I like to hear other people's opinion. And Oscar Tamayo, I actually had he had a great video on YouTube. Speaks very articulate, and he opened my eyes to a view. And it's like, oh, I didn't even see it that way of what he was talking about. I don't want to get into that. That's a whole different conversation. But you know, like sometimes you guys hit some angles and points of views and theories. Hey, let's hear them out, man right yeah go ahead yeah man so mike we don't really need to say what episode's next pretty common sense here (laughs) yeah i also want to point out when i rate this one as a five i'm rating the entire two-part story not just this one episode okay so just you know just throwing that out there so you know what you know what i'm gonna rate the next one too um so yeah the next one is just us justice sucks part two obviously Mm -hmm. and um yeah tune in next week for that All right, you guys stay dangerous and beware the fearsome five. Yep, have a great night. Good night, y'all.